Hi, all. A couple quick notes before the show today. First, we've been using a very old podcasting method, and we just switched over to a new one. The good news is that all our archives are now available on the feed, something a lot of people have been asking for. The bad news is that for a few of you, depending on your settings, all of those episodes might have auto-downloaded. Sorry about that. It's a one-time thing with a switchover, so if you delete them, it won't happen again. Uh, the second thing is that we have a special show coming up in New York City on January 15th as part of STEMFest at the Crane Theater in the East Village. We'll have radio host Mike Pesca from Slate's The Gist, astronomer Summer Ash, neuroscientist Paula Croxon, nuclear physicist Saad Sarwana, and Frank Kennedy, the winner of Slate Magazine's first ever storytelling competition. Go to storycollider.org for more details. That's 8 p.m. Friday, January 15th in Manhattan. A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, wow. out. I feel it was that tall. golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This week's story is from Anna Nakonarova. It was recorded in December 2015 at Union Hall in Brooklyn. I was always in love with science. When I was a little girl, I used to prototype spaceships out of Legos. When I grew up, I started prototyping software. But I did take a break from science when I was a teenager. You see, there are more important things on the mind of a 15-year-old girl than science. Shoes, boys, skull gossip, shoes, boys. I was in the ninth grade. It was Halloween weekend. And this boy, who was a senior in our high school, was organizing a party. He was a typical alpha male from a typical chip flick. Tall, handsome, too cool always surrounded by a flock of guys desperately trying to imitate him. He was the object of desire for 90% of girls in my high school. I spent the whole week preparing for the party, meticulously going over the clothing outfits in my wardrobe and strategically pre-planning conversations. By the end of the party, I was pleased to discover that the feeling was mutual. And by the end of the weekend, I was in my first high school relationship. I came back on Monday to school, exhausted, excited, to discover that we had a physics exam. <laughs> the topic, Newton's laws of motion. I remembered all of the pairs of shoes that matched for my dress for the party. I could not remember anything about inertia. In spite of having a very highly active social life, I managed to maintain a pretty decent school performance. And I could not afford some physics exam impact my stellar GPA. So I did what any reasonable teenager would do. I became sick. <laughs> Going to a school doctor, you have two options, a headache or a stomach ache. So the thing is, with headaches, they will just give you a, a pill of aspirin and hope for the best. I needed to go a safe route, so I went with a stomach ache. Moaning and groaning, I went to high school doctor right before the beginning of the class. He started examining my stomach. He would poke, and I would make a sound to show how much it hurts. He would poke, and I would groan. 
Basically, we were playing a game of whack-a-mole on my stomach. <laughs> After playing it for a while, his verdict was inflammation of appendix with a recommendation of immediate, for immediate removal. <laughs> I was thrilled. <laughs> with an excuse like this, the free pass out of the exam was guaranteed. He called my mom. My mom, worried and pale, comes to pick me up from school and take me for a second examination with our family friend doctor. I continued the performance in the back of the car just to make sure that my performance is believable. I was, since our family doctor was a very highly regarded surgeon in the country, I was hoping that he would be able to see through my bluff and just send me home for an extensive bed rest. Translation, movies in bed and dessert gently served by my parents. <laughs> I should also probably mention that I have a pathological fear of doctors. When I was six, I bit my dentist because I was not able to tolerate pain. A couple of years later, I was recovering from a terrible flu. My mom called emergency doctor to give me inflammatory injection. I ran into my room and refused to open the door until the doctor left the premise. So you can imagine that just going to the hospital makes my stomach cringe for real. You could also see how far I was willing to go to avoid this physics exam. When we arrived to the hospital, the doctor conducted the second examination. To my surprise, he confirmed that my appendix was in fact inflamed and we should start preparing for the surgery. I was almost ready to burst out laughing. I was absolutely fine, minus the exhaustion from the party. So I could not understand how they could be fooled by a teenager. But very quickly, I was about to realize that they were absolutely serious when the doctor started making phone calls and giving orders to his assistants to prepare for the surgery. Myriad scenarios started running through my head. Do I run away? Uh, do I start crying and beg for forgiveness? Do I bribe the nurse on the way to the operations table? Confessing was not an option. It will damage my credibility, get me grounded until the end of the school year, and terminate any chances for a successful high school relationship. So when the doctor called me to proceed to the surgery, I turned to my mom, took a deep breath, and said, let's do it. <laughs> it is ridiculous to realize that I lost an organ to my inability to multitask social lifestyle with duties to do my homework. The aftermath was actually pretty good. Anastasia took care of me. I woke up a couple of hours later surrounded by family and friends with a lot of flowers and chocolates that I was not allowed to eat for the next couple of weeks. I was nurtured and taken care of, and no, I did not feel guilty about it because I paid the price literally with my body. <laughs> Needless to say, I never neglected to prepare physics homework until the end of high school. Years later, on my college graduation, my family came to celebrate my stellar performance. I graduated with cum laude, so everybody was thrilled. After dinner, me and my mom found ourselves on the rooftop. She was saying how proud she was, and she said that my college performance can be fully attributed to my diligent work as a high school student. So I turned to her and said, Mom, 
Remember when you guys removed my appendix? Nothing hurt. I was just too terrified to take physics exam because it would impact my GPA. She was silent for a second, and then she started laughing. She still teases me about it, so every time I get sick, she asks me if I'm sick for real or if I have physics infection. <laughs> But the scar on the right hand of my stomach will always remind me about physics, homework, and importance of science. Thank you. That was Anna Nikonorova. Anna is director of Analect Labs, a space for experimentation and rapid prototyping within Analect. She's co-founder of Books and Whiskey Meetup and a volunteer with ScriptEd. She holds an MBA from the University of Pennsylvania at the Wharton School. Her life is very rigorously tracked and visualized through annual quantified self-reports, and in her free time she can be found art hunting in museums or climbing tall mountains, aspiring to finish seven summits by 2020. Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, Aaron Barker, Ari Daniel, Christine Gentry, Skylar Bear, and Liz Neely. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Oberon for hosting the show, and to the new year for being full of possibility. Like, maybe snow in New York. Seriously, what's going on? Thanks for listening. <laughs>